Politics can seem like a corrupt field for Christians to enter, but without believers to uphold the moral principles on which the United States was based, our republic itself is at risk. Our guest today says it's imperative for believers to engage in all levels of government. She'll give some tools and tips for ways to preserve and defend our Constitution. Stay with us. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, we introduce you to special guests who share their personal stories and advice on how to build a strong foundation of faith, family, and freedom in their home, community, and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Carlitis, your host of the Moms for America podcast, a show inspiring, encouraging, and educating moms in their journey through motherhood. We want to invite you, all the mamas listening, to subscribe to our podcast. We also ask that you share this podcast with your mama friends in your circle. We have a great podcast coming up today. Can't wait to get into that. But also, before we jump into that, I want to let you know that if you have an idea or a topic for the podcast, would you please email me at podcast at momsforamerica.net. Again, that is podcast at momsforamerica.net. That is a way that we can chat with me and let me know about any topics or subjects that you may want me to include on our podcast. Also, all the mamas that are listening, I want to invite you to join Moms for America. Um, It's moms like us all across the country, uniting together to fight for our faith, our families, our freedom, and the Constitution. Check us out at momsforamerica.us. Again, momsforamerica.us. All of the um, interesting uh, things that we have happening at Moms for America, we're here to help you and your family in America. All righty, on to today's show. So today, author, speaker, and consultant, Terry Hasdorf is my guest. Her new book, Running Into the Fire, is an insider's perspective on why more Christians are needed in politics. Terry has extensive experience working on the intersection of faith and politics, and she is the chair of the Republican Women's Federal Forum in Washington, D.C. She has quite a resume and a great book that just came out. Excited to welcome her here. Welcome, Terry, uh, to the Moms for America podcast. Thank you so much, Debbie. It's an honor to be with you today. Oh, I am excited to chat with you because you've got some fun stuff for us to talk about. Politics, uh, <laughs> Christians, um, and, and all kinds of things here and why it's so important for us to be involved. And I uh, want to get into your new book here that's coming out, Running Into the Fire. Uh, you share an insider's perspective on why more Christians are needed in politics. Mm. Tell us about that and maybe why Christians have been absent from politics. I mean, it is a, it is a tough industry, uh, needless to say, correct? It is. It can be, but it's like anything else. You know, the reason why I named the book Running Into the Fire is because I ran for Congress in 2020, and then I took over a super PAC, and I was talking with a friend of mine who had run for Congress around the same time that I did, and I asked him the question, why do you believe Christians shy away from being involved in politics? And he said, well, they're afraid of it. They think of it as being dirty and corrupt. And I said, yes, that's exactly what I hear over and over. He said, but what they really need to be doing is thinking of it more like people who are in law enforcement or the military or people who are firefighters Mm. because they're trained to overcome their fears. And instead of running away from the burning building, they run right into it. Hence how you got the name for the book. 
Yes. And, you know, when you think about it, if 9-11 had happened all those years ago and the people who were the ones who everyone was counting on to run into the building and save them had said, "Mm, that's Mm. just dirty and I'm afraid of that. I'm just going to ignore this and not do it. Can you imagine what the outcome would have been? It would have been way worse. And so, you know, that's really where we are in our in our country today in a lot of ways. There are a lot of things that are happening that people are very concerned about. And this is a time for uh, Christians, especially to rise up. And the reason for that is because no matter which poll I look at, you know, 63, 67, sometimes as high as 69 percent of Christians, of people, of Americans identify as Christian. Right. So So 69 percent identify as Christians. I want to get these stats down because it is it is kind of a a basis for us to evaluate. Right. So 69 percent of people in the U.S. identify as Christians. But in 64%, is that about it, are registered voters? Yes, something like that. And yet a fraction of that votes, sometimes it's less than half of that amount vote. And so, you know, that right there is a massive issue. And then when you think about the primaries, where people vote even less than they do in the general election, Mm -hmm. many elections are decided in a primary. Uh, You know, it's over with that, depending on, on the race. So that's a critical thing for for not only people to vote, but to vote every time, especially in primaries. Why aren't people, I mean, let's let's hit this right on the top of the episode here. Why aren't people, why aren't Christians voting? I mean, well, it, I think- it, it, it's 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 for you and I, I mean, we're we're very engaged in this arena, but it is shocking because they don't understand how policy is determined this way. Yeah, I think there's sort of been a number of reasons. It's either, uh, you know, kind of confusion about the need for it or sort Mm -hmm. of this mindset of like, oh, it's all bad and I just don't want to get involved in that or I'm just going to leave that to God. And, you know, I'm like, well, okay, but God calls us to rule and reign. Uh, We are commanded to seek the welfare of the city that we're in. We are um, here to have dominion over what God has given us. And so it's our job to get involved and care about these things. And there's so many other areas that Christians engage in where it's incredibly beneficial. And so this is one of the ones that needs to be first and foremost, because I think what people fail to understand is the mountain of government is the one that influences all the rest. And if we abdicate our role from that and pull back, even if we're the majority, what what will fill that void is oftentimes not what right. we would want. Right. And that is is what happened. That, that's what's happening on so many uh, levels. Right. The Christians have right. become complacent or passive and um, everyone else is stepping up. You know, it's like if you're not going to vote for something, something else is somebody else is. If you're not going to run, somebody else is. If you're not going to champion uh, truth, someone's going to champion lies, you know, so it is, we have to be engaged. Um, and, and we have to be really fighting this fight. Now, you said you were called to run for political office. I love that, because that means it's much bigger than just you. That's right. And you know, I really feel like that's one of the main things that has to happen. People really uh, need to pray and be sure that God's calling them to serve in government. And if he is, then, you know, it, it, it's, that's the main thing. But you don't just stop there and say, okay, now I'm just going to jump in. You can be called, I can be called to go climb Mount Everest, but that doesn't mean I'm going to go tomorrow. You're going to train maybe, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. None of us would make it up that, right? That's right. So being called is is first and foremost though, because I think, you know, Mm -hmm. if we're, if we're sure about that, then two things happen. First and foremost, 
you know that no matter what happens, if you're called, when I ran for office, I knew I was called to run. I didn't know if I was called to win. I just knew I was called to run. And so no matter good what point. the outcome of the Very race, good point. Right. I knew I was going to be successful because I was being obedient. That's right. And the second thing that comes into play there is when you have people who are called that we get behind and support properly and we get them in office, they're accountable, not just to the voters, they're accountable to God. And that's, that's a right. higher level of integrity that should come along with that if they are truly Christians. True. So now let's talk about... Um, maybe just this, this, the state of mind that we are here in our country. Um, and are, are, are we even able to, to make the difference that we want to make? Um, are, what are you seeing around the country as far as uh, moms, women uh, stepping up and running for, for office like you did? Are you, are you seeing an increase? Are you encouraged by what you're seeing out there about yeah. Christians getting engaged in the political arena? I'm seeing a definite increase and that is so encouraging. Yes, and for, we are too. For those out there who feel hopeless and feel like, oh gosh, what's the point? I'm here to tell you, no, there is hope. There are ways that you can make an enormous difference. And that's part of the reason why I wrote this book, because I've been in politics most of my life. I understand a lot of things about government, where the levers are. I try to decode and demystify a lot of things for people. And this is really a how-to guide to teach you. This is how you can make a real practical difference. These these are the ways that if you do this, you can be most effective. All right. So let's talk about um, some of the things that are the challenges that we, because we need to get involved because of these things. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think is pushing people to get engaged in the political arena and to run for office and to support candidates financially, mm -hmm. um, be on their team? The, some of the, the crises that we're seeing around the country, I think are forcing moms to realize that they have to be engaged. It doesn't mean that you have to run for office, but it does mean that you have to help those that are. Well, that's absolutely right. You know, I think there's, <laughs> my friend Eamon Ross likes to say, if you want to see what politics looks like without Christians involved, just turn on your TV set. I mean, right. there's, there's any number of issues that, that right. you can look at. I personally am incredibly disturbed by the fact that our country has never been closer to the brink of socialism mm -hmm. and having seen firsthand what communism and socialism does to people. Um, we just can't let that happen here. You know, socialism at its core is about replacing God with government right. and freedom with tyranny. And so that in particular, I think is motivating a lot of people because we've really never been closer to this in our country. And if we don't rise up right now, a lot of our freedoms could be in jeopardy, especially our religious freedoms. Right. Why is it? I mean, it, this is always stumps me every time that people would be moving towards socialism and then just basically it's sister communism and Marxism is it, it, the ideology of it. I just don't get why people are even pushing this. I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. But again, this is a challenge that we're facing. But since you just mentioned it, I wanted to kind of just talk about the mystery around that. Yeah. So, you know, socialism can be defined as the transition into communism. Sure. And I think our young people have been greatly deceived. A lot of them are feeling like socialism is social justice. <laughs> They're not the same thing at all. Those are two yes. very different things. In fact, socialism has never worked. Uh, everybody winds up being poor with socialism, except right. for a very few elite uh, folks at the top. And that is uh, something that has has caused enormous suffering around the world, every place it's ever been attempted. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a great uh, amount of mis perception, I believe, around what this really is. And uh, so education yeah. is needed quickly. Yeah. 
Let's talk about what you're seeing too, as far as your experience on the percentage of um, politicians that are Christians um, and authentic believers. Um, what are you seeing? I mean, it seems like we've got a lot of warriors rising up that are just solid, you know, from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I think there's incredible people in, in Washington. It's, it, it's like anywhere else you have good actors and bad actors, but I think people get so uh, turned off a lot of times and they feel like, oh gosh, they're all bad. And I'm right. here to say, that's not true. I know a lot of these folks personally, there are some really amazing, strong believers that are working in government every day. They just need more help. They need more support. Politics is a numbers game. And if you don't have people out there really watching what you're doing, keeping things accountable, getting involved personally, and then giving you the amount of support that you need in order to move things forward, it can be incredibly overwhelming and difficult. So we've just got to change the numbers. We do. Um, How difficult is it for those that you know that are faith-based, they are Christians, they have a real relationship with Christ, they feel that this is a calling and that they are um, living in, you know, this is much bigger than them. Um, How are they handling it? Because Washington, D.C. or the state capitals or even just pressures of being on a school board. I mean, there's some pretty intense situations that we want to be Christ-like. We want to be an example and a light. Um, How are they, how are they doing and how tough is it? Well, you know, it's, it goes back to the training piece. I think you have to learn how to create safe zones for yourself and you have to have mm. people that you can go to that, you know, will be there for you. Uh, people that'll pray for you, people that will back you uh, right. and just, you know, give you that kind of support structure. And the people that I think don't have that are the ones that many times are not as successful. So mm. it's really a, a question of who do you turn to Um, when you get into these positions of authority that, uh, will allow you to have them there with no agenda, they're just there to support you. And that's, I think what's been missing in the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. We pray for people when they're running for office, we get really excited and even go vote for them. And then the minute they get elected, we forget all about them until they do something wrong. And then we're all screaming about how bad it is, but where were you in between? And that's the thing that I'm trying to encourage people to change is, you know, get involved with people, even right after they get elected, they're going to need you then more than ever just to pray for them. Um, You know, sometimes it's just a matter of calling the office and saying, Hey, you know, I know that so-and-so is going to be in the district this, this week. What can I do to be supportive? Um, you know, praise them when they do something right. Don't just always call them out when they do something wrong and really get behind the people that you know have your values. Perfect. What about local politics um, and the importance of, you know, national politics, hugely important, but local politics and elections are very, very important. Um, A lot of our moms have decided to run for school board or their uh, their library board and they're getting involved or they're helping candidates. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it from your perspective, how important uh, local politics is in your neighborhood and in your community. Yeah. I love that you brought that up, Debbie. You know, I was in research for this book. I was really shocked to discover that in America, there's just a little over 3000 counties and, you know, it can feel really overwhelming sometimes when you look at what's happening in politics, people may not be able to change the whole world. They may not be able to change their whole right. country, but I can make a difference in my county. And if I'm right. making a difference in my county, then that affects the state, 
and that whole state affects the nation. So it really is a matter of going local and just getting involved with what you see in front of you. Doesn't have to mean you do everything. You just pray about it. Maybe you pick one issue that you care about, or you pick one person that you know is going to be mm -hmm. a solid leader, and then you just get behind them and support them. But, you know, I think for too long, we've Christians have felt like, oh gosh, if I'm not called directly to serve in government, then you know, my main civic duty is just to vote and, and pray right. for people. And I'm here to say, no, you don't get a pass. There's just because you're not doing it directly. There's a tremendous need for you to get involved and back those who are called to do it. That's right. Um, let's talk to the mamas that are listening with some ideas that they can um, help. Um, what would be your advice to them in their community and what to do? They can run um, and I guess educate, you know, a lot of the moms just I think the thing that I love about moms is we love to network, right? Mm -hmm. So if we can start sharing information in our circles, that's one of the biggest things that I think is very important. Um, we have a situation coming coming to our community and it's the moms that are networking that are going to change that. You know, that they're the ones that are going to either run new members for that board, run themselves or educate the community. So just some words of advice to the moms about how they can change their community or get involved. Well, you said it perfectly, Debbie, you know, it really is about networking. And a lot of times, you know, even if you don't have time to do a lot of other things, one of the most effective things you can do is either research out for yourself, the candidates that are running, and then tell your friends who may want information and haven't had time to do all of that research. Here's what I found out about different candidates. And if you have friends that share your values, sometimes that can be one of the most effective things just to, you know, save somebody else the time and effort of having to go through all that research. They still need to pray about it and make their own decisions, of course, but just having, you know, that information or going and plugging into different opportunities to get trained, um, finding others that are like-minded that have uh, similar views and, and maybe are, are working together to help with a specific issue or- That's right. Um, you know, to help with uh, things in that county or, or city. It's just, it's incredibly helpful if you uh, find those who are like-minded and work with them. All right, now I'm gonna ask you to give, talk a little bit about uh, your run and what advice would you give to mamas that are listening that may wanna run? I know it's kind of scary, but there are moms that are out there that are really looking at potentially running. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're like you, they're gonna run into the fire. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I, I don't care who it is or, or how scary they may seem. Uh, if you have a, a mama bear who's really <laughs> focused and passionate about an issue, there's not- You do many, not want to mess with that mama bear. <laughs> that's right. There's not too many things that can stand up to that. So <laughs> we need a lot more mamas to get involved. You know, um, these these career politicians that may not be uh, sharing our values, they don't stand a chance if if we have that. So for anyone who's really praying about and thinking about getting involved and running personally, I would just tell you, you know, first and foremost, do your homework on, on that by going and talking to others who have run, mm -hmm. um, finding people, maybe if there's a specific office that you want to run for, uh, go and talk to the person who's in that office. Now, if they share your values, ask them, Hey, you know, um, are you planning to run again? And if they are great, get behind them and support them. If they're mm -hmm. not, ask them if they would consider endorsing you to run and if they would give you things that you can be doing right now to help prepare you to get ready for that. Um, I think a lot of it is just finding people who are 
in it who can help you learn quickly. And then, uh, you know, you have to start somewhere. It's very right. overwhelming a lot of times to people if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just volunteering at a campaign a couple of hours a week. Maybe it's just making some phone calls and doing some homework and research. And then you gradually progress, or maybe you deep dive right in and you put your name on a ballot. Um, even if you don't win the first time, you're going to learn a lot That's and you right. just never know you may win. So it's, it's one of those things where you just, you learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And if, if you just get in there, you'll, you'll start to see what you need to do. I'm going to shamelessly just point this out here because uh, this is a perfect place for me to mention that at moms for America, moms for America.us, our website, we do have a whole mom vote initiative where you can, uh, get registered to vote. You can learn about the party platforms. You, there is a um, uh, nonpartisan uh, voter guide. We have a report card that we just did under congressional leaders, um, help you to get registered to vote, everything you need about voting. And then we also have a lot of information on our Empower Moms about running for school board or running for uh, a board in your area. Um, there's a lot of information on that too. So check out momsforamerica.us and look at our mom vote and our empower mom section. And I do want to say thank you to mentioning moms for America in your book. We made it into the book. I mean, I love that. Thank you. Well, you're one of the best in the whole country. So everybody needs to know about moms for America. It's amazing. Thank you. You did talk about our cottage meetings, which is our signature series, right? With the the 12 parts on a 12 part series on uh, the principles of Liberty, which again, when mamas learn, you know, that they can do this, they do this. They sure do. Don't they? They sure do. You know, I want to ask you, I want to ask you my, uh, I have my own personal question here too. When you ran into that fire and, and did you have like a, a certain, this happens with everything in life. It seems like I had, you have a certain perspective on how you think it's going to go and you might've got burnt a little bit or not expected something like that. Just your personal take on running. Um, Maybe you thought it was this and you learned this. (laughs) Sure. So when you run for office, it's almost like a, you know, a startup business, you're running all of a sudden you put your name on a ballot. And now if you have donors that are backing you, you've got to make a lot of decisions very fast about who to hire, right? Uh, You know, you're, you're making decisions about which vendors to work with. You've got to make sure that you're in compliance with all the FEC laws. If it's a federal office or the state laws, if you're in the state office, Um, you're kind of a little bit of a speaker. Um, You're running uh, nonstop in a can, usually in a car all the time, driving around, going to different places. You're operating on very little sleep a lot of times, but it's also one of the most exhilarating, incredible experiences because you're out in the community, you're meeting incredible people. You're learning all about different programs and things that you would never probably have known about without getting out there and just talking to some of these people. And, you know, it is, it is truly I think one of the best ways to connect with a community that you could ever, that you could ever have. So I can't recommend it highly enough. If that's what God's calling you to do, don't be afraid. You'll get into it. It's like anything else you'll learn. And uh, I think (laughs) one of the most important things you can do beforehand is learn about who you can hire and what you're going to need and vet out those types of people, because just like any other industry, there's some people that are sharks, there's some people that are con artists, and then there's incredible people that are in that field as well. So political consultants in particular, um, good vendors, people that do all of the different pieces that you're going to need to have done for the campaign. You want to get that homework done before you put your name on a ballot, because once you do that, you're under mm-hmm. the gun, you have no time to think it's can be, you know, you're having to make split second decisions. 
And unfortunately, there's people that feed off that and take advantage. So you really need to do that homework ahead of time. Right. So for the mamas that are not running, um, hopefully they'll be helping a candidate in their area. And financially is also, I mean, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can help these candidates uh, uh, and hold them accountable and, and, and support them and get rid of the bad ones and replace them with the good ones. You list 20 steps citizens can um, take to get to make a difference in politics. You want to highlight a couple of those, which you would, I mean, you've got 20 of them in, in your book, which is very informative. What are a few you'd like to mention? Well, first and foremost, I really encourage people pray and vote. Those are the top two. But once you right. move past those, yeah. then giving not only, you know, we need to not only vote with our vote at the ballot box, you got to vote with your wallet. You've got to vote mm -hmm. with your time, with your influence. Um, you know, in 2016, less than 1% of the American population gave money to a political campaign. Really? Now, that's a staggering number. So wow. if less than 1% of the population is giving and you're a candidate, where do you go if you're not a multimillionaire and you're not willing to take money from people that are basically going to own you once you get in office? Where do you go? Right. That's where there's a huge need. Um, you know, to the left, they almost think of political giving like tithing. And so if you're somebody who cares a lot about the candidates that you're trying to support, the most effective thing you can do is write a check to their campaign, even if it's just $25. Right. Because what that does is it shows that candidate first and foremost, that you have skin in the game. You right. care about that candidate enough to write them a check. And if you write them a check, you're probably going to vote for them and you're going to tell other people to vote for them. So that's, that's right. one of the things that I, I stress the most writing a check directly to the candidate first and foremost is, is one of the best things you can do. Perfect. And really we all know that you can't do anything without finances. That's right. And you'd hate good for a good candidate not to win because they just didn't have the money to be in the game. Unfortunately, you really do have to be able to raise money uh, mm -hmm. to compete. And like you said, it's, it's, right. it's tough out there now. Yes. It is. So are you hopeful for the future of our country, Terry? I mean, um, I'd love to have you end with a couple of, of words here to our moms because we, we're, we're a little nervous about America. Well, America is very blessed because we are rich with a natural resource, our people. Yes. We have some of the most incredible people in the world right here. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, if we all come together and we rise up in the way that we, we know we ought to, and a lot of times people just don't know how, uh, if we do this, then yes, I have great hope. I know that yeah. this country uh, has always been that, you know, shining city on a hill and we need to continue to be that. Uh, I used to work in international development. And one of the things that one of my uh, colleagues told me one time was, if the United States gets a fever, the rest of the world gets pneumonia. If the United mm. States ever gets pneumonia, the rest of the world dies. That's now that's a very profound and somewhat disturbing statement. But you look at what happens here in America affects so much of the rest of the world. Sure so does. we have a great responsibility to shoulder. We have a lot to steward and a lot to be responsible for to whom much is given, much is required. Right. This is not the time to shirk back. We have to lean in with everything we've got, stand up for what we believe in and stop being the silent majority. Right. So to the Christians that are listening that your faith is so important, we have to um, really get our head out of the sand um, and pretend like this isn't happening because if we don't become engaged, um, it's going to be, I guess, America will cease to exist as we know her. Well, 
that is something that could happen. And I don't ever want to see that happen on no. my watch. No, no. I, I pray that the rest of the, the women out there listening feel the same way. We can do this. So it's not, it's, it, it's not too late. We can do it. We just have to act now. Right. And we've got to be willing to run into the fire. We've got to be willing to run into the fire. That's exactly right. I love that title. Uh, thank you, Terry. Is there anything else you want to mention before we go? I want to make sure that, you know, we've got the takeaways from your book and I'm going to encourage everyone to go ahead and get that. Thank you so much. I'd just love to also uh, direct people to my website. It's godovergovernment.com. And uh, the book is up on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, but you can, you can also find it right there on my website, godovergovernment.com. And I just thank you so much, Debbie, for letting me be a part of this today. I have so much respect for Moms for America and you and Kimberly are just amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, we are warriors. Yes. We um, are. <laughs> and so when we get discouraged moms, we're going to do what Terry did. We're going to run into that fire. Um, <laughs> we are bold. We are strong. We are tenacious and we're not going to be intimidated by this world because there's so much more. This is, this is spiritual warfare. This is spiritual warfare. And we all know that. Yes, it is. So the Christians need to be engaged. And I, I believe that your message, Terry, will resonate with a lot of moms here and challenge a lot of believers that are listening to uh, enter government at some level, uh, get your book and uh, make a difference. So thank you, Terry, for joining us. God bless you and uh, all the best with your new book. Thank you so much, Debbie. I really appreciate it. God bless you as well. <laughs> thank you. I want to go ahead and just uh, remind everyone that Terry's book is available on Amazon and all of the other retail online retail uh, stores. You can go ahead and get her book running into the fire and um, make a change. Uh, we're going to get involved and we are going to uh, impact our country. So uh, talking about impacting our country, I think one of the best ways we can impact our country is to raise patriots, which brings me to the Restoring Patriotism initiative that we just did at Moms for America. We have a clarion call out right now for moms to raise patriots uh, in, in their homes all across America. So um, check out Restoring Patriotism on momsforamerica.us. Uh, we have a whole page there that will help you raise patriots. There are um, custom programs for moms, classes for moms and for kids. We have liberty trips for the family. We have patriotic merch. Uh, we have mentorship programs and we have Patriot Packs. So this Patriot Pack, I know those that are listening, you can't see it, but it is this really cool cinch sack. Inside the cinch sack is a patriotic kid t-shirt, super cute. Um, so now you've got a cinch sack, a patriotic kid t-shirt, you've got a flag, You've got a youth constitution, crayons, and I'm a patriotic kid. Um, this is our custom. I worked on this with our designer and our president, and it is an, an amazing activity book that will help you restore patriotism and talk about the principles of liberty with your children and what makes America great. Are you a patriot? Take the quiz. We've got symbols of freedom. We've got the American flag, what they mean, uh, what's important about the Pledge of Allegiance, Statue of Liberty, We've got word search, connect the dots. We've got everything here um, that will talk about patriotism and what makes America great. We even have Lee Greenwood, let us use a part of God bless the USA. So just a great opportunity for you to talk about patriotism and America in your home at your kitchen table. So this Patriot Pack is usually $24.99, but for you moms, you just go ahead and order this. You put in podcast and you will get 25% off, which is basically $20. Grandmas, order these for your grandchildren. Uh, moms, order them for your kids. Show up at the door. 
You get the Patriot Pack, you get the shirt, the flag, the activity book, and you can teach your kids about America and all of these um, elements that make it. And, and actually, it ends with the um, America's Creed. So it's really super cool. Thrilled about it. Again, go to momsforamerica.us. We've got a shop there. You can put that in and you can put in podcast and capitals and you will get the Patriot Pack for $20. Um, again, check out all of our, our resources there. I mean, Terry talked about, um, again, the, the cottage meetings and all of the programs that are on our website. When you're there on our website, sign up for our newsletter. Uh, that's how we can communicate with you and let you know what's exactly happening. We do that once a week and uh, we share a podcast and all the other information programs and events that we have for you moms. So lastly, I just want to mention that you can go ahead and share this with your moms in your circle. We do appreciate this. Every week we gather together uh, to inspire moms. We believe that liberty begins at home and that's why moms are truly the heartbeat of America. That's why this movement is so powerful. It's because moms just like you, just like me, are gonna go ahead and save our country because our children's lives depend on it. The American dream depends on it. Um, so thanks again. Uh, please join us next week for another great discussion with another mama, another topic that will help you stay informed on what's happening all across the country and give you the tools in your toolbox to uh, stand up and be a warrior. Thanks for joining us and let's keep changing our world one home at a time and I'll see you next week.